Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Whenever you guys are listening, welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. I've got Christian back with me, and to say I'm excited about today's podcast is an understatement. The word we want to focus on today is access. What does that mean to you? When you read that you have access to God, what does that mean to you? That is what we're exploring today. Before we start, though, I want to give you a quick recap of Romans up to this point. In Romans 1-4, through we see that the whole book of Romans is a gospel. It's good news. We had no hope. We were stuck. The price of our sin was too high, and it didn't matter if we didn't care, if we do care, if we tried our hardest, if we did our best to keep the law— There was no way for us to be saved. However, praise the Lord. He didn't leave us there. He came to save us. He paid the price for our sin through his death. And God accepted his payment by resurrecting him. Now we have salvation. We are justified, redeemed. And last week we saw that all Christ did is made real to us through faith. In fact, Faith is what makes God's salvation applicable to us. And last week, we saw that actually faith is a reaction. God called us. We heard, and a little faith was instilled in us. We turned, and God appeared to us, and more faith was instilled in us. And the more God appeared to us, the more faith is instilled. This is what Paul says in Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. How awesome is our salvation? But now, what do we do? We've been saved from hell. Praise the Lord. But if you are like me, I got saved when I was pretty young. I've still got decades to live. What do we do now? With that being said, let's get into today's reading. We will be getting into Romans 5 verse 1 through 10. I recommend everyone read all the verses, but for the sake of time, we will be focusing on a few highlight verses. This is verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, Christian, you can see from verse 1 that it's tying chapter 5 back to the previous chapters. Since we have been justified by faith, there is a result. Something has happened. Do you want to expand on this a little? I think you're pointing towards this first verse of Romans 5, right? Therefore, having been justified out of faith, we have peace toward God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So... That's very interesting. Uh, We have peace toward God. What does that mean? Uh, Sounds to me like, well, there's a point where we didn't have peace toward God. 
And that makes sense from, you know, what we know about the fall. All of mankind was kind of brought into a kind of situation where they're not in peace with God. You know, God, he couldn't tolerate man's sin that had entered into him. And because of man's sin, it kind of put man into a situation where there's an offense now, right? You're exactly right. And I think this ties it all the way back to Genesis. And again, for those who have just found our podcast, I recommend going back and listening to our Genesis series because we break it down much more in those episodes. After Adam and Eve sinned, God made garments of skin to clothe them. It implies that God had to slay an animal to make the garments of skin. Many Bible scholars and readers say that this is a type of God's requirement, God's judgment, that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. We were destined for death and judgment. This was a big problem, and I think most Bible preachers focus on this issue. However, another aspect of the fall is that God placed a cherubim and a flaming sword to guard the tree of life. I think a lot of Bible readers glaze over this part, but this shows that we lost access. We had no way to get back to God. Every time we tried, there was a flaming sword and a cherubim. We had no peace with God. However, through Christ's redeeming work and the faith He instilled in us, we now have peace toward God. We now have access to come to God anytime, anywhere. This deserves a big hallelujah. Man, you touch on so many great points. Like, once again, right, our salvation, it's, it's very present, right? It's not... It's not just this matter of something distant off in the future after we're dead, you know. It's very much today. Today, right now, I have peace toward God. And I'm in a condition, a state where I have peace toward God. And so that's that was the point of all this justification and redemption from all these problems, right? To recover us to a, a position, a state here it says that we have access into this grace and i don't know if we've talked much about grace before maybe we did but it's it's just i would just say in a sense it's just enjoying god we've been today very present we were brought back we're no longer enemies with god we have peace toward god so for what so that we can enjoy god We, we can enjoy his grace That's so, so wonderful. Yes, I think some people view salvation like a stranger paying for your meal when you forgot your wallet. What I mean by that is, let's say you go out to eat, and when it's time for the check, you forgot your wallet. And the server says, oh, don't worry, that guy paid for your meal. And your response is, oh, thank you so much, that's so nice. But at the end of the day, you don't know that guy's name, you don't really interact with them ever again. They are still them, and you are still you. But that's not what Paul is bringing out here. In fact, redemption, justification, this is just the beginning of your salvation. It starts your salvation journey. Now we who were once far off, who were once enemies of God, we have been reconciled back to Him. We have peace toward God. We have access to Him anytime, anywhere. And going on in the reading, in Romans 5.3, Paul says, We rejoice in our suffering. What? No one likes suffering. I don't like it. You don't like it. My kids don't like it. 
But Paul here is saying, I rejoice in my sufferings. Medical students, especially M1s, y'all are about to go through some sufferings. Dental students, PT students, nursing students, PhD students, you guys are all about to go through sufferings. Paul here is not running away from suffering. He's not even gritting his teeth through it, but he's rejoicing in it. Christian, what is going on here? How can Paul say this, and what does this have to do with peace toward God and access? Talking about tribulations, like Paul, you know, he went through a lot. He's been through like shipwrecks. He's been like stoned till where he's almost dead. I mean, they've like kicked him out of cities and stuff. There's places where he writes, he's like, and I rejoiced. There's a place, he, it's him and Silas, and they're in a prison, and they're singing, and they're rejoicing. It's like, how is this even possible? It's because he's he has a different source now. He's touched on this divine source. He's touched on the grace. I, I can't remember where he says, he says, not I, but the grace. And he's talking about his laboring and his service, his Christian service. Here, yeah, here in his Christian service, like how could he serve so much in his ministry? Not I, but the grace. Just to point out, it's not we're using God to get through the hard times. <laughs> I don't think that that's what God's after. And like you said, it's it's through these situations that really break us down maybe or open us up to um, to receive the Lord. Yes, I like that clarification, Christian. We're not saying God is like a genie, that if we have a hard time, we rub the lamp and God comes out and grants our wish. That's not how it works. In fact, in those examples you mentioned, Paul's situation didn't really change. He was still shipwrecked. He was still in prison. Step one is still there. Gross anatomy is still there. That patient that never does what you say and yells at your nurses is still there. But now you don't have to struggle through that tribulation alone. Paul here is saying that as long as he has access to God, these situations, these tribulations become an opportunity to turn to God, to fellowship with him, to seek his counsel, to allow Christ to make more of his home in our heart. It becomes an opportunity for you to depend on God. Instead of tribulations causing anxiety, depression, frustration, hatred, tribulations now produce endurance character, and hope. Tribulations now become an accelerant to cause us to turn to God and to have sweet, honest, open fellowship with Him. Now you see why peace toward God and access toward God is so crucial in our Christian life. It's not for the future. It's not now we have peace toward God so we have access to heaven. It's we have peace toward God and access to God for right now, for daily life. This is what we've been saying from the first Romans podcast. This is full salvation. I just want to mention, you know, we're talking about having access to God. And it's, you know, it's only briefly mentioned here in Romans 5. But considering the situation and some people I know today, um, as believers, we really do have access to God anywhere all the time. Today, once we have believed, because of the Lord's blood, all the problems have been taken care of. There is actually zero distance. I don't know why we like to condemn ourselves or 
cheat ourselves of our access to God. He's done everything. He paid the price. He met the righteous requirement of the law with the Lord's death. And, and it was accepted. The resurrection was, was receipt, re, a proof of purchase. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say, say that much. Amen. I think this is a really good segue to our next section, which is Romans 5.10, which says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved in his life. Guys, we were not just away from God. We were enemies. As enemies, we needed reconciliation. And Christ did that. His death reconciled us back to God. But now there is a matter of much more. We are saved in his life. What is this? When you read this verse, it should really perk up our ears. The Lord's death is amazing. It didn't just save us from eternal perdition. It reconciled us back to God. Hallelujah. But Paul says here there is a much more. Something even more than just saved from hell. I want to know what this means. More importantly, I want to experience this. What's this much more salvation in his life? What does it look like? I love this. I know this, for me, in my personal Christian walk, this was a, a huge revelation, huge turn, because I would say for the majority of my Christian early Christian life, it was just completely stuck under the law. Law, law, law. Do this. Don't do that. And then at some point, oh my goodness, I can't do it. There's a lot of dissonance. I, I'm stuck. I don't know what, what to do I, I, because I can't fulfill whatever the requirements or I, I can't not do whatever. But then, oh, here there's this, the, here's the answer. Saved in his life. And then we start to get onto this line of how do I get life? How do I, in a very practical, very real way, uh, how do I go to the Word? I mean, I, I think I've mentioned this verse before, John six sixty three. The words which I speak to you are spirit and are life. The words are life. Uh, but in other places, Paul writes, the Word can be dead letter. Without the Spirit, the Word will be dead letter to us. And actually, it will kill us. The letter kills. But the Spirit gives life. So, you know, in our Christian walk, in my Christian walk, you know, there's this turn. How do I get life from the Word? How do I get, how do I experience life when I'm with the believers? Then this becomes a little bit more of a focus, right? Instead of how do I do this good thing or, oh Lord Jesus, put on the show that I'm doing this good thing. Anyway, there's this focus change, right? Life. There's no way I can do this. And we've talked about that's, that's the purpose of the law. The law exposes us. And, you know, very experientially, I would say, you know, we kind of go through ups and downs. We might even get to certain points in our Christian walk. We're like, ah, I'm doing pretty good. You know, and then our pursuit of the Lord kind of goes down a little bit, actually. And then there's our flesh. The flesh never improves. And it's like... Lord, I need you. I need your life. Praise the Lord for salvation by life. Amen, Christian. I just want to wrap this up for our listeners because I too appreciate this so much. In the beginning of Romans up to now, 
Paul painted a dark background. We can't do it. We couldn't save ourselves. Our good behavior, our religious behavior, everything we tried fell short of God's glory. But praise God, he sent his son. His son died for us and redeemed us. We were headed for the lake of fire, but Christ paid the price and now we are saved from eternal perdition. Not only so, we weren't just saved from something, but we were reconciled to someone. Christ's work opened the way back to God. We have peace toward God. We have access to Him. And in all our tribulations today, we can come to God, have fellowship with Him, open our heart to Him, and in every tribulation, we can boast in it. Not because we're so awesome and muscled our way through, but because every tribulation gives us an opportunity to access God. And now, guess what? Day by day, moment by moment, the more we contact God, the more we are saved in His life. What does this mean? That means that as His life grows, as Jesus makes His home more in our heart, our concepts start to go away. Our opinion starts to go away. Our anxiety, our prejudice, our good intentions, all of it starts to go away and become replaced with God's concept, God's opinion, God's intention. More and more we are saved, not just from outward situations. We are saved from ourselves, right here, right now, today. Did you know that during gross anatomy, you can be saved in his life? During long call in the hospital, where you're physically tired and mentally drained, you can have access to God and be saved in his life? This is part of his full salvation. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. I encourage you guys to take Romans 5.10 and pray it back to God. Praise him for reconciling you back to God. Ask him to show you what it means to be saved in his life. Tell him you want to experience it this week, and I'm sure he is glad to show you. We are excited to keep bringing these truths and experiences to you guys. If you want more fellowship, feel free to contact us at Christians at UMMC on Facebook. We love to hear from you. Until next time, may you find time to exercise your right to access God. Have a great week. What a salvation this That Christ liveth in me Once far from God and dead in sin No light my heart could see But in God's word the light I found now Christ liveth in me. Christ liveth in me. Christ liveth in me. Oh, what a salvation this that Christ liveth in me. With longing all my heart is filled That like Him I may be As on the wondrous thought I dwell That Christ lives
Salvation, this that Christ lives.